What would you do if you no longer felt sick and tired? What if you woke up every day feeling amazing in your body and in your life? How would your life be different? You and your body are capable of incredible things. You have the power to heal. You just need the right tools and support. If you're ready to heal your body and feel amazing, tune into the Heal Your Body Show with host Dr. Jamie Gillum. Welcome to the Heal Your Body Show on the Inspired Choices Network. I'm Dr. Jamie Gillum, and I'm here today with my special guest, my friend and colleague, Lizzie Inns. And we have an exciting show for you today. Uh, this show is from Amish Roots to a Life Fulfilled. And there's so much to talk about here. We could have titled this so many different things, and we could have made it very polarizing. And we're going to talk today about Lizzie's journey in life and her living the life that she wants to live, that she feels called to live. And one of the things about Lizzie that I just am so inspired by is Lizzie comes from Amish roots and she left her Amish community. And this means that not only did she leave her religion, but um, you know, that's her heritage and her culture. And she had to walk away from everything uh, when she made this decision and she's now telling her story. I think for many years, she didn't really want to tell her story. I think there was some fear surrounding that. I've heard her say uh, in some of her social media videos and she's always been very respectful about her Amish roots and about her culture, her family. And so in coming up with a title, you know, I, I wanted to keep respect around that. And, uh, you know, people talk about escaping this and that. And I, I wanted to be respectful because that's something that I feel is very important as we make decisions and we, we realize that things may not be right for our own lives we still want to be respectful to the people that are still um, living their life that way. And uh, especially for the people that we love and still care about. And Lizzie has built an amazing life from scratch. And we met because we are both in healthcare and we have just established a friendship over the last several years and kept in touch and she is empowering. And I think she's an example to all of us, uh, both men and women, but especially for women. I think, you know, she shows us that we can make our own decisions and we can decide to live a life that is fulfilling and we can question things and we can say no and we can build an incredible life that we find joy in and that we're proud of and we can live our purpose. So Lizzie, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell everybody what you do and what an amazing life you've built. Just give us some insight into uh, more about yourself. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you. Thank you for all that. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, I've been dying to come uh, talk to you because every time we start talking, it's like all of a sudden it's two hours later and we're like, wait a minute, it's time to go to bed. Um, but my name is Lizzie Enns. I come from the strictest form of the Amish community 
ran away when I was 19, left my entire religion, culture, and family behind, had no social security number, no, I had $20 in my pocket and the clothes that I was wearing. And um, I just said I was done. And I knew in my, my gut, my soul and my spirit that I was meant to live a different life. And so I followed that. And obviously there's, there's lots of in-betweens there and there's a whole lot more to that story. But that is where I was when I left and I followed that. Um, and now fast forward to almost 20 years later, here we are. And I work in the healthcare as a functional practitioner, personal trainer, advocate for women and uh, author, speaker, all of these things. But also um, it's not that those titles don't define like who I am. And, and it's I, I don't ever share those titles because it's like, oh, look at me, look what I've done. It's more or less like, hey, I have done those things and I've educated myself, but it's more or less like, if I can leave something, my entire culture, religion, and family behind with $20, not even having a social security and build the type of life that I have within 20 years, that's pretty phenomenal. And I, and when, when I look back at that, I'm incredibly proud and you're absolutely right. There were many, many years I did not talk about where I was from. I didn't share my story. And obviously there's a lot of healing and there's steps and there's things that you have to go through and grow. But one of the things that I've always been really, really good at is putting myself in places where I was uncomfortable and I knew that I was going to be uncomfortable, but I have always had this hunger and this passion to learn and become better and do more and be better. And I think that not everybody has that like, that inner feeling of like, I got to do big things in life and I want to change the world. Not everybody has that. And that's okay. It's okay if that's not you. But if you do have that, you know, you know that you have that innate feeling and that passion and that drive to make big things happen because you're called to change people's lives, help people change their own lives and be that guide for them and so I think that now where I'm at and what I do, when I look back to the all the things that I've done within those 20 years of leaving, even I sit back and go, well, dang, like that's actually pretty impressive because I know people that have lived their entire life out of the Amish community and had their help and support with their, their family and went to college and did all these things. And yet they can't figure shit out. <laughs> and, and it's like, it's just different. So yes, that's, that's in a nutshell of where I'm at now, but also part of the journey of getting there as well. Right. Well, and I think you make a great point that not everybody wants to be the CEO of a company, which you are also the CEO of Miss Commando, which is amazing. And we'll talk about that a little more here in a, in a bit. But some people 
just the, the goal here is to help people understand the importance of living a life that you're finding joy in and that you're proud of and that you are fulfilled with. And I think that that means so many different things to each individual person. And so many people are bound by conditioning from, from the moment we're born, we're conditioned uh, by the way we're raised, by the things that we're taught, by the things that are said to us, about us, over us. And we become people that other people want us to be. And many people choose careers based on what their parents tell them they should do or what society says is considered um, to be, what is, what is the word, accomplished. And we also have so many other things in our society that are just conditioning. And we lose the ability to be ourselves, to know ourselves and to understand what we truly desire and really be able to live our purpose. And, you know, I was one of those people, I was walking around, I was very good at masking and I was just living a life for everybody else. And then I got sick and thought I was going to die. And that kind of woke me up to, Hey, well, I may not have a lot of time left, so I better start living now and that started my whole healing journey, which was a lot of trauma healing and a lot of mindset work to really reprogram my brain uh, to understand and process circumstances and different scenarios differently than what I had previ previously done because of trauma, uh, because of the way I was raised. And I think so many women also have religious trauma. And there's a lot that we just don't talk about because it can be a very sensitive subject. But mm -hmm. working with so many women, it comes up a lot in consults and on check-in calls and group calls where women have a history of religious trauma. And, and it is a very complex issue. You know, I was in the Pentecostal church in my teen years, and that is a very strict Christian religion. Women don't wear pants, you wear long skirts, um, you're very modest, you don't wear jewelry or makeup, you don't cut your hair, you don't listen to anything but Christian music, and you don't go dancing, you don't go to secular events, and there's just a lot involved with standards, and there's they put this fear in you that, oh my gosh, if I wear a pair of pants, I'm going to hell, and if you question anything, that's blasphemous, so I was afraid to question anything, but in my spirit, I just did not understand the rules. I just had a hard time not wearing pants and like going swimming and wearing a long skirt. And it just felt awkward and weird. And it did not sit well within my soul. And whether it's something extreme or something that's not as extreme when it comes to religion, I just think a lot of people um, become very fearful and bound by it. And you really ultimately just have to find your truth. I just started 
asking questions and I started studying different religions and trying to understand why do I believe what I believe? And Mm -hmm. it took me 10 years through Mm -hmm. therapy and a lot of self-discovery and a lot of knowledge that I gained through just learning and talking to different people in different religions to figure out what the heck does Jamie believe versus what has Jamie been taught? Um, And what has Jamie been taught not to question? And I know like you had, it was very, very strict. And tell us a little bit more about your Amish upbringing and some of the rules, some of the things that, that you had to follow on a regular basis. Yeah, we had no electricity, no indoor plumbing. So I grew up on an 80 acre farm with 18 siblings and a typical day was, you know, getting up in the morning and going out to the barn to milk the cows. And then they, so the Amish do have a lot of things, right? Like they have community, they have unity, they have, you know, they come together um, and they have, one of the things that I teach is they have order, structure, and discipline. And that's, that's a very Germanic thing. And I, after doing some self-discovery with myself on like what you said is like, why do I believe what I believe? I think that that's a question that so many people need to ask themselves. Why do I believe what I believe? Question that and get to the root of, am I believing this because someone told me and conditioned me to believe this way? Or am I believing this because I know in my heart and soul, like that's, that's true for me. And I think that that's so incredibly important. Otherwise you don't have your own voice. You're just having the voices of other people. But um, we were really good at having that. So we, and then we would all get together for breakfast and then we go about our work. The men folk go out and they do the farming. Although I did some of the farming too. Like I, I plowed fields and did all that stuff too. So I'm pretty badass when it comes to that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but, but in general, like the women are the ones that are cooking and doing all that cleaning and doing all that stuff. And the men are, you know, out on the farm and And then they all come together for lunch and then they, you know, go back to work and then they go come together for dinner and then they do the evening chores. That's order, structure and discipline. There is no like, hey, I'm Netflixing all day because I don't feel like doing something like it was like, no, this is what we do. And then seasons are different. So summer is planting and harvesting and winter is, you know, canning and butchering like your your meats and stuff like that. Um, but then there's a church and the religious aspect of it. And that is the part that I could never get on board with because it's, there's a hierarchy between the men and the women, the men make the rules, the women put their heads down and they follow and they don't really have any say to it. And I started to question a lot of those things. Why are you doing what you're doing? Why do you believe what you believe? And my mom, I really gave my mom a run for her money because my mom would get so frustrated. She did not understand my spirit. And I know that now, um, but we butted heads all the time. And um, because she did not know the answer, her only answer was that's just the way we've always done it. And I was like, well, that's not good enough for me. I need to know why you guys believe what you do. So I, long story short, I eventually became a member of the church, which means I got baptized within the church. And once you're a member of the church, now you're more controlled by the church. And so I was a I was a member of the church for six months before I left. And once I was a member, I was able to see what the church was actually doing internally. And I truthfully believe that God 
made that happen. He allowed me to go through that, even though I didn't want to do it, but he had me go through that so I could get insight on what was actually going on. And that's where the, where the truth was and, and why I started to get answers of why I couldn't believe and be a part of the church. Right. Wow. So when we come back, we're going to go to our first commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about Lizzie's experience and her uh, escape. And that's a very interesting story. And talk more about her Amish roots, which she did learn a lot from her Amish roots that she incorporates today in her cooking and healing. And I think that's fascinating as well, because even though she did leave, there are many things that 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 were positives uh, that she still incorporates into her life today. So we're going to go to our first commercial break. We'll be right back. This is the Heal Your Body show on the Inspired Choices Network, and we'll see you after this commercial break. Healing your body goes beyond simply taking medication to alleviate symptoms. While medications have their place in healthcare and can be essential in managing certain conditions, healing involves total body care. While not all health conditions can be healed, symptoms can be managed with the right approach. Integrative medicine considers not only the physical body, but also your mind and soul. Instead of just surviving, why not feel amazing and actually thrive? Dr. Jamie Gillum empowers you with tools to do just that. Tune into the Heal Your Body Show Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Heal Your Body Show with Dr. Jamie Gillum. To participate in this program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to jamie at jgwellnessclinic.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back to the Heal Your Body Show on the Inspired Choices Network. I'm Dr. Jamie Gillum, and I'm here today with Lizzie Enns, and she is a special friend and colleague, and we're talking about from Amish roots to a life fulfilled, and Lizzie uh, was raised in a very strict Amish community, and she decided to leave which also means that she was shunned. And I think that that is an important part of your story because you literally walked away from your family. And I know your, your dad has passed away, but you walked away from your mother and you have numerous siblings that you walked away from and, and basically were on your own. And again, as Lizzie mentioned earlier, she's accomplished so much uh, I just think trying to get a social security number, a GED, a driver's license, a job. Um, I just think trying to to get all of those things in order 
is a lot. I know just trying to go get a driver's license is a lot of work. Um, but then you've gone on to accomplish so many more things. I know your first job, you were washing dishes. And so tell us a little bit more about your decision to leave and how you went about leaving and then all of the emotions and feelings that came up with that. Absolutely. So I have a twin sister and when, when her and I were 17 years old, we, the two of us actually ran away together for the first time. And we were the first in the family to ever do this. So this was a massive shock to the entire family, especially my mom. And I thought that this was my way out. I was kind of the leader behind that, but she jumped on board because we were really close. And so we left and we're gone for two days. And uh, and the second day that, that we were gone, we, um, <clears throat> we were staying at a cousin's house and a brother of ours found out that we were staying there. So he calls the house and he, and my sister picks up the phone in, in the kitchen and I pick up the phone in the living room, but I didn't say a word. And my sister, my twin starts talking to my brother. And at the end of that conversation, she tells him, listen, you, you guys have to come pick us up tonight because I can't do this. I can't do this to mom. Cause my, my brother was talking about how hard it was on mom and all these things. So Long story short, we ended up going back, but I was so incredibly devastated because I was like, I thought this was my way out. We were also 17, which meant we were minors. So we go home and the next day I told her, I said, listen, I'm not staying here. Like I will leave again. And she's like, yeah, like I don't want to stay here either. She's still there and has like 11 kids now. But fast forward two years later, I was a member of the church and I'm 19 I'm dating a guy from New York. I'm in Ohio. And so our way of like communication was like writing letters to each other. And, and I always, I'm always like, this. it was like pen pals. Like we're like, right. Every other week I delivered a letter to him and then he delivered a letter to me and we saw each other maybe twice a year. So this is going on. And, and on June 30th, 2004, I'm working at my oldest sister's house. She just had a baby. She was getting ready for church. And I'm there working as a hired maid. And it's my turn to deliver a letter to my boyfriend. So it was noon, go up to the mailbox. And when I open the mailbox, there's a note in the mailbox that is labeled to me. It has my name on it, but it has no address. And I'm like, why do I have... And I, I recognize the handwriting and I knew it was my boyfriend. And I, I was like, what, how, how did this note get in this mailbox? Like he's in New York. So I rip open the note and the note says my sister and her boyfriend and I drove down from New York yesterday and we ran away. And he's like, if you want to come, if you want to leave, like we'll come by at 10 PM tonight and pick you up. And I, I physically, literally like put my hands out and I like snapped my fingers and I was like, I'm leaving. Two seconds later, I had made the decision. What's funny is uh, like two months or so leading up to that, I knew in my gut that something big was coming. I knew there was a shift coming, but I didn't know what it was. It was always in my mind. How am I going to leave? Am I ever going to leave? Or am I going to be stuck here? 
because I could never follow the rules. I always broke the rules, but I also got really, really good at hiding the things that I didn't want the members of the church to know that I was doing. So I got away with a lot of things because I, I just got really sneaky and really good at it. And then sometimes I got in trouble for putting a pin on wrong in my dress. So I go back downstairs and I'm like, all right, how do I do this? Like, I can't tell anybody that I'm leaving because if I do, there may be an intervention. So I don't tell anybody. I sit at the lunch table and the night before my brother-in-law had like really gone at me. Like he, he was like, why can't you be more like this girl? Like she listens, follows all the rules. And he's like comparing me to this other girl. That's like a goody goody. And I was like, I, I, I was just angry with him. So I'm sitting at that lunch table. I can't eat. Cause I'm, I'm, I like, I'm so nervous and I don't want anybody to know, but here's, here's in my head what I was thinking because of him. I, I went, I want him to think that this was all his fault. <laughs> <laughs> but I I don't tell anybody and I, I have the rest of the day to figure out like how am I gonna leave I wait until nighttime and everybody we, we all always gathered at night before bed to meet in the living room to say a prayer so prayer time happened I go upstairs to pretend like I was going to bed I waited until everybody else was in bed and I uh, ripped like the covering off my hair and put my hair down. I, and then I wrote a little note for my mom because I, I love my mom and I want my mom to know that this has nothing to do with her. Like I'm not leaving because of you. And I literally said, it's my time. Like is, this has nothing to do with anybody here, but I have to go. That's all I said. She still blamed herself for that. But she doesn't anymore. So I waited and then I, I was on the third floor and I climbed out. I went over to the window instead of like going downstairs, pretending like I have to go to the, the outhouse because we had outhouses. Uh, I couldn't do that because I didn't want them to not hear me come back in. I wanted them to only find out in the morning that I was gone, not in the evening. So I climbed out onto the roof. That's like 15 feet high. And I'm like, I'm a chum of this roof. This whole time that I'm like sitting on this roof for at least 30 minutes, I'm thinking about what I'm leaving behind. I don't know if I'll ever see my family again. I don't know if they'll welcome me if I come home. I My twin sister was getting married six months later. And I knew that if I left at that point in time, I wouldn't be at her wedding. And so it crossed my mind for a split second that I could stay for six more months just so that I could be at her wedding and then leave after that. But I also knew that if I did that, I would never leave. I just knew. So here's the, here's the lesson on that roof. I call it the rooftop lesson. I knew 15 feet below me was freedom. I knew that if I jump, that's where I'm supposed to go. And I was going to be free to build and live the life that I want. But I had no idea what I was going to do. No clue. There was no plan. Obviously, no social security number. I had $20 in my pocket. I hadn't, I, I didn't know. I just know, knew I needed to jump. While I'm also thinking about all the things that I have to let go of. And that rooftop is where a lot of people get stuck. 
because a lot of people are not willing to let go of what they need to let go of in order to leap forward into the future and to live the fulfilled life and their built their dream life that they need to because they're so attached to their past. They're so attached to the conditions that they've been taught. And so I had a decision to make. And I decided that I have to let go of all of that in order to move forward. So long story short, my boyfriend's already up on the hill waiting for me. He's like a flashlight. And he's like flashing me. He's like, hey, we're here. And I finally like crawl up to the edge of the roof. And um, I'm like, how am I supposed to jump off this roof and not like break a bone? Like if I break a bone, I'm going to end up in the hospital. And then I'm going to end up in the local Amish newspaper and be the gossip of the town and look like the biggest fool ever. So I grew up on a, on a farm and I learned while on the farm that cats never break a bone. They don't, they don't ever, they could fall from a 40 foot building and not break a bone. And how they do that is like, they don't, they leave everything super limp. So I'm like, all right, well, I can jump like a cat. So that's what I did. I finally like took a deep breath and, uh, and I jumped and I left, left every limp in my body loose and I landed on my feet didn't break a bone and I ran and that's how I that's how I uh escaped my <laughs> my family fascinating <laughs> and I can't wait until your life is a movie because it's gonna be a movie for sure and uh you sitting on that rooftop I could just imagine all that you were going through emotionally and mentally. And I think it's such a valid point because I think a lot of people also have to recognize that while your case was extreme, they may be in a scenario that's not as extreme, but it still applies. And so many people get stuck because whatever we are used to, whatever is normal for us, that's comfortable. And to make any kind of change is uncomfortable and you have to get uncomfortable and you do have to let go of things. It's why people stay in relationships that aren't healthy. They're afraid to let go and they don't know what's on the other side, right? So the unpredictability of just not knowing what is next, that is very unsettling and uncomfortable. And you had no idea. You're like, oh, I'm just going to follow this flashlight and run <laughs> off into the dark and who knows what's next, but I'm not staying here. And you could probably have 11 children right now and uh, still be there, but uh, you've stepped out and you've done some amazing things with your life. You've got a beautiful little boy and you're just doing amazing things. And I think the biggest thing is you are impacting people and you're making such a difference in the lives of women. And I know many men also uh, have a lot of admiration for you and are empowered by your story and by what, what you are doing to help people now. And I think too, like you mentioned in the first segment, it's not about doing all of these things and accomplishing things that are considered great by society, but it's, it's a matter of accomplishing what you want to accomplish. It's not about proving yourself to anybody. 
um, or, you know, how many letters you have after your name or anything like that. I'm a big uh, fan of make an impact on the people around you. You know, my, my biggest goal is impacting my family, my children, and I care most about what my husband thinks of me and, uh, and God, and that's really about it. And my children, yes, I care what they think of me, but at the end of the day, they're going to grow up and go live their own lives and make their own decisions. And you can make such an impact just by, being who you are and being passionate about what you're passionate about and living your hopes, your dreams and understanding what you're talented in and what makes you happy and go do those things. And then you have this ripple effect. So whether you want to just keep it within your own home, uh, your own family or within your own community, or if you want to go out and, you know, impact the world and be on social media and do all of those things, which is not easy. Um, you know, this side of social media that we're on, it can be very difficult. And there's a lot that we have to navigate. But regardless of what anyone chooses to do with their life, the bottom line is everybody should have the right to live the life that they want to live and to be able to be happy. And that's what you've done. And you've overcome so many obstacles uh, to do just that. So we're going to go to our next commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about Lizzie's story and how she was able to overcome and how she was able to build this life and also talk about healthcare and healing modalities and just different things about healthcare and your self-care that you need to be aware of. Because not only are we conditioned by our upbringing, but also everything that we do in our society, we're conditioned. The way our healthcare system is set up, the music we listen to, it's chosen what they play on the radio, what they sell. Uh, the way we go to the grocery store and buy food and what's put on the shelves, all of that is pretty much decided for us. And then we're conditioned to just go with the flow. And so it's about breaking free from that conditioning. So we'll be right back and we'll, we'll dive deeper into this. I'm Dr. Jamie Gillum on the Heal Your Body Show on the Inspired Choices Network with Lizzie Enns. And we'll be right back. Healing your body goes beyond simply <laughs> taking medication to alleviate symptoms. While medications have their place in healthcare and can be essential in managing certain conditions, healing involves total body care. While not all health conditions can be healed, symptoms can be managed with the right approach. Integrative medicine considers not only the physical body, but also your mind and soul. Instead of just surviving, why not feel amazing and actually thrive? Dr. Jamie Gillum empowers you with tools to do just that. Tune into the Heal Your Body Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows, along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. 
We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is the Heal Your Body Show with Dr. Jamie Gillum. To participate in this program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to jamie at jgwellnessclinic.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back to the Heal Your Body Show on the Inspired Choices Network. I'm Dr. Jamie Gillum with Lizzie Enns. And today we're talking about from Amish roots to a life fulfilled. Lizzie, I have a question. So if you were raised in an isolated community that was strict Amish, how did you know that there was a world outside of that? If you didn't have electricity, TV, and all of those things? Yeah. So we didn't live in compounds. So that's one of the like misconceptions that some people have is uh, that we lived in compounds and everything was just like locked off from the outside world. So that's more like the Hutterites, which the Hutterites actually come from the same Anabaptist origin as the Mennonites and the Amish do. Um, but so we had an 80 acre farm and a lot of the Amish live next to each other. So like there, there'll be farms within, you know, a five mile radius and they're attached like next to each other. But we didn't, my parents bought this farm that was as far East in Ohio as, as a Schwarzenegger Amish went and our closest Amish neighbors were three miles away. So all of our neighbors were non-Amish people. And we sold a lot of things straight from the farm, like eggs and baked goods and vegetables and fruits and that kind of stuff. And so we had hundreds of customers come to our farm every day, except for Sundays. You couldn't sell things on a Sunday. Um, And so we got exposed in that area, but they had their parameters. So we weren't allowed to let go clean houses that were non-Amish houses that had electricity because even though like my mom got asked by many people if her daughters could come clean for them my mom would never let it happen because she knew what it would expose so there were I think we would go into town sometimes to go to the grocery store like there was an Aldi that we would go shop at to get some things um so there's some exposure but there there was very little exposure to electricity or even riding in cars because where I'm from, like the only time you were allowed to ride in a car is if it was an emergency and you had to go somewhere due to an emergency, but that was, that was it. So I, a lot of things outside of the community, like piqued my interest and I watched a lot of our neighbors. Like I watched what they did. I watched what they wore. I watched what they drove. I watched how they acted. Like, I watched all of those things. And I think that that's, you know, I I look back to that now and I'm like, that's literally what I do now. Like I observe and watch and question so many things uh, in order to get answers, but also to question the narrative because you're right. Like we are preconditioned. We're preconditioned in so many, on so many levels. And we have to get to a place of being able to think for ourselves. What is right for us? Because what is right for us may not be right for someone else, but it is right for you. And I, so I was married for 10 years, but about five to six years out of that marriage, I knew I didn't want to be in the marriage. And I stayed 
because I felt like I had no other options, not as far as options, as far as like, oh, hey, there's other options for other relationships. It wasn't that I'm talking about a life that is fulfilling and that actually makes me happy. And so I stayed for that long, but it really, really started to affect my health. And I didn't even know that that's what was affecting my health. And it wasn't that he was abusive. I don't, I don't talk about it a lot because it, I, it's not, my job is not to come here and say, oh yeah, I got divorced and he, he was a bad person or anything like that. I take full responsibility for my part in the relationship. I also take full responsibility that I stayed as long as I did, even though I knew that I didn't want to be there. And so it's a very, very like complicated thing because I was preconditioned to believe that this is just what it has to be. And, mm -hmm. and this is as good as it could ever be until I woke up and I went, well, that's not very Christ-like either. Like if, if, if I want to have a relationship that in God's eyes has it in a place of I can fulfill my destiny of what he has called me to do. I can't do that in this relationship because it it's not, it's not about serving me, but it, it, I was not my best. I could not be my best. And I, I, it's been about nine months now since we we've been divorced and it, it's been a very, very eye-opening journey for me since then to really actually know and understand who I am. And I'm still learning that, but it's incredibly empowering to get to a place where you have to ask questions. You have to ask yourself questions. And I got to the place where I asked myself, why do I believe that this is this is as good as my life could ever be? Why do I believe that I have to stay bound to this, even though I cannot do what I need to do in my life if I do? Right. There's and, so many people that are bound and don't even recognize it. And, you know, I'm divorced as well. And it just got to a point where I just couldn't take it anymore. And I just woke up one day and I tried for six years out of a 10 year marriage. And I just was like, I'm done. I, I'm, I've been working on myself for this last year and I'm at a place where I can do this. And, and I walked away with three kids, you know, and a lot of people didn't understand and now I'm married to my husband now, and we have the most amazing relationship. And sometimes I think, oh my gosh, if I had stayed, I would not be the person I am today. And I would not be where I'm at with my health practice and just with being able to be who I am. And I get a lot of women who will talk to me about their relationships and they're stuck and they're not happy. And, and I remember when we talked, when you were going through this and different people told you different things, you need to stay, you need to work it out. And the bottom line is nobody can tell you what you should do. Nobody's living your life. Nobody's living your life behind closed doors. Nobody is feeling what you're feeling and nobody can say what the decision should be for your life. And that happens all of the time. People, because of their own baggage, their own trauma and their own conditioning, 
then want to tell you what decision you should make, but you have to evaluate it and you have to determine what's best for you and also what's best for your ex-husband, right? Because he deserves a life that's fulfilled as well. And if you're both in a scenario where it's not going to change, it's, it's not the right situation for you it's also keeping him bound right and it also affects your your children so you know they need to see what a healthy loving relationship looks like and they need to understand that you can either be empowered um, by your relationship or you can be bound and i just think so many people there's a lot of fear Right. And then there's just a lot of conditioning where we've been conditioned not to think and not to ask questions. And this isn't a conspiracy theory. It's just the truth. Right. <laughs> um, like I ask questions all the time in school and I was considered annoying by just about every teacher. Most teachers did not like me and I knew it because I would just ask so many questions because so many things just did not make sense to me. And I didn't understand why we were doing certain things or why we were reading this book. And then I would just question a lot of things that we were being taught and we are taught as women, I think, too, if we question, uh, if we set boundaries, right, we're considered rude when we're just setting boundaries and asking questions and making sure that we're protecting ourselves and not being treated like a doormat and taken advantage of. And we have the right to set boundaries. And that's something that I've learned um, through my own healing process, I never set boundaries before. And I mean, I was a people pleaser and oh. I couldn't say no. So that's all changed for me now. And Lizzie, I know that you, so if you don't know, we mentioned it in the segment, in the first segment, Lizzie is a functional practitioner and that's actually how we met. And as she stepped out into the world I imagine that she realized that there was a whole lot within our healthcare system that's a problem, right? And probably recognize a lot of other things as well. And I think it's important to talk about this because I think as we talk about life and understanding yourself and getting to know yourself on a deep level, who are you? What do you desire? And I don't mean who are you? Like you're a mom, you're a sister, whatever the case may be, but who are you? Like, what do you believe? What are your core values and what really brings you joy? What do you desire in life? And surrounding that, we also have to talk about healthcare um, because we're both very passionate about it. And so many people are underserved and not getting proper care. And it's another form of conditioning. Like we're taught you're sick, you make an appointment, you go to a 15 minute appointment with a doctor. Uh, half of the time, they don't even listen to anything you're saying. They give you a prescription and you go home. Sometimes they refer you to specialists and then they're not talking so the specialist doesn't know anything about you or your history and people just get caught in this system where they just stay sick and there's no focus on lifestyle. There's no focus on holistic care. It's kind of poo-pooed by many conventional providers. So Lizzie, tell us how you came about discovering that you wanted to be a functional practitioner. What led to that? Oh my gosh, I studied for my GED. So 
a few years into after me leaving, I uh, ended up going and getting my GED. And it was while I was studying for that, I was in class one day. And the first time someone ever asked me this question was my GED teacher. She said, uh, Lizzie, what do you want to do? Like, basically, like, what do you want to do when you grow up? Like, do you want to go to college? Do you want to like, yeah, you want to go to, I was working as an, uh, at this point in time, I was working as a nurse's aide at a nursing home. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I want to go to college. And she said, um, you get to choose, you get to pick. What is that? So that planted something in me. And, um, I had just started sort of getting into more of the health realm of things. Not, not a whole lot, but I think I started running a little bit and I was at work one day and in a patient's room and I had my back turned towards the TV and I, I still like just slow motion, see this happening when I talk about it. There was a commercial that came on the TV and they started talking about nutrition. And I literally like flipped around and I physically pointed at the TV and I said, that's what I'm going to do one day. And that's where it all started. That's I awesome. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. So we're going to go to our next commercial break. When we come back, we're going to wrap this up. We could talk, we need a four hour podcast uh, to, to talk <laughs> about Lizzie's journey and just everything that uh, she has devoted her life to now and all the things she's going to be doing in the future. So we're going to come back and wrap this up uh, after this commercial break and talk a little bit about how you can contact Lizzie and uh, how you can um, get more information about her natural uh, soaps and lotions and different things. So we'll come right back after this commercial break. I'm Dr. Jamie Gillum on the Heal Your Body Show on the Inspired Choices Network with Lizzie. Healing Enzo. your body right goes back. beyond simply taking medication to alleviate symptoms. While medications have their place in healthcare and can be essential <laughs> in managing certain conditions, healing involves total body care. While not all health conditions can be healed, symptoms can be managed with the right approach. Integrative medicine considers not only the physical body, but also your mind and soul. Instead of just surviving, why not feel amazing and actually thrive? Dr. Jamie Gillum empowers you with tools to do just that. Tune into the Heal Your Body Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is the Heal Your Body Show with Dr. Jamie Gillum. To participate in this program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to jamie at jgwellnessclinic.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back to the Heal Your Body Show. We're going to wrap this up and we just touched the tip of the iceberg here. So I am definitely having Lizzie back on in future shows because there's just a lot to talk about. And the bottom line here, we just want you to know you have the power. You have the power to heal you have the power to live the life of your dreams. It may not be an easy route. Uh, it's never easy to overcome obstacles. And for some people, it may be more difficult than it is for others. But you absolutely have the power to change and, and to step outside of your current situation and create a better situation for yourself. And even if you're stuck and you're like, I can't get out of this current circumstance, 
you still can begin to discover who you are and work on self-care and self-love. And you can still find joy in any scenario that you're currently in. Life is messy. It's tough. Uh, and we have to do the work. We have to put in the effort. We can't just cruise along uh, and just accept what we've been dealt. Uh, so with that said, Lizzie, Lizzie is uh, a functional practitioner and she also is a personal trainer. She also is the CEO of Miss Commando, which is natural um, soaps and lotions that are made with goat milk. They are very pure and they're affordable and uh, she's doing so many great things. So Lizzie, can you tell everybody how to find you if they would like to connect with you or follow you? Absolutely. I am on Instagram is going to be Lizzie Ends underscore wellness and on TikTok is going to be Lizzie H underscore wellness. Um, if you're a TikTok fan, I go live on there all the time. We have lots of fun times there. I've built like a really, really amazing community on there. And then obviously like I have my website and Facebook um, and my email as well. Um, but just, just to wrap up a little bit about Miss Commando. So Miss Commando is a non-toxic beauty brand. I launched it last October and we've just sold in all 50 states it's just been blowing up. And I'm telling you guys, like this, this product is going to take over the world because it's it's really, really amazing and helping so many people with very specific skin conditions. And so if you're someone that has uh, eczema and rosacea and diabetic dry skin, hypothyroidism, dry skin, anything like that, those are the things that it's not just for that, but people that are using it with those specific skin issues are the ones that are seeing massive results. So very clean. But what we did is we took it a step further and we put it in containers that are hemp fiber, non-chemical and biodegradable containers and boxes. So misscommando.com is where you're going to find those products. You should go get yourself some if you're looking for a clean beauty brand. I love it. And, and the, um, salves or the balms yeah. you also can use as a lubricant, they're natural, non-toxic. And I love that about your products. And I also have a link in my bios on my social media and on my website where you could purchase Miss Commando products as well. And it's just refreshing. I love everything that you stand for Lizzie and you with that knife on social media, she does some amazing cooking with this knife that is just enormous cutting vegetables and fruits. And uh, there's just so much to learn about nutrition and holistic care and, and healing modalities that we can all incorporate for living a healthier life. So we're going to uh, wrap up here. And next week, we're going to be talking about Hashimoto's and Hashimoto's, how to heal. Hashimoto's is an autoimmune disease. So we're going to dive deep into healing Hashimoto's on our next episode. And if you'd like to get in contact with me, jgwellnessclinic.com. And I'm also on TikTok, jgwellnessclinic, and on Instagram, Dr. Jamie Gillum, JG Wellness Clinic. If you'd like to book a consult, go to our website. You can book a consult there if you're interested in learning more about your health. And we'll see you next week. Have a great rest of your week. Thank you for listening to the Heal Your Body Show. Dr. Jamie Gillum returns Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then, give your body the time and attention it deserves 
to unlock the power you have to heal your body.